0: Hi, welcome to Keeping It Real with Stylish Patina. My name is Kelly Millspaw Thompson, and I'm the host of this podcast. I'm a business owner, a wife, and a mom of four kids, six and under. Yep, I said four kids, six and under. My life's a bit crazy, and I like to keep it real when people ask how I juggle it all. I own a multifaceted business called Stylish Patina based in Northern Virginia, where I grew up. I focus on all things home related. I'm a realtor, renovator, designer, shopkeeper, furniture painter, and DIY maven. I've got a master's in business and worked for over 15 years in corporate America before jumping into entrepreneurship. I now have been an entrepreneur for going on 10 years. I can hardly believe it, but more on my personal story later. So what are we going to talk about here on Keeping It Real? Well, pretty much everything. Uh, Business strategy, marketing, juggling family and work, entrepreneurial hacks to starting a business, pivoting a business, surviving the pandemic, taking your business online, going digital, basically anything you're interested in learning about and hearing about, I want to share with you. I personally love learning about how and why other people take the leap into entrepreneurship. It's a crazy life, so I'll be kicking off my podcast by interviewing other like-minded folks out there and learn more about their stories. I'm going to start by interviewing people in my backyard, the DC metro and Northern Virginia area. We'll talk with shopkeepers, makers, online business owners, pretty much anyone out there that's trying to make this thing work. As time goes on, I'll be including folks from all over, anyone I think that has an interesting story to tell and valuable lessons to share. Let me know if you have anyone that you've been wanting to learn their story. I'd love to interview them. Okay, well that's it for now. On to the show. Hey guys, it's Kelly with Stylish Patina. Uh so today's podcast is a solo podcast again. I'm still like learning all the lingo the podcast lingo you guys would laugh, so I literally just um started listening to podcasts. I know <laughs> I think I'm like old like old school I don't know i I used to write a blog for like ten years and then um everyone was really getting into podcasts. And then I just was like, when do you have time to listen to podcasts? Cause like I had the kids and the business and I wasn't driving a lot. So I don't drive a ton because I live and work within like a mile of everything. Pretty much like my home between my house, the kids preschool and my store it's like a mile. (laughs) So I'm not in the car really ever. So I think a lot of people listen to podcasts when they're in the car or like commuting, which I don't do. And then, um, or like when they're doing like, you know, chores and all that kind of stuff around the house. A lot of my, um, my girlfriends will be like, well, I'm folding laundry. And like, I listen to podcasts or if I'm cleaning the house or whatever, like, and I'll just be real honest. Like I am working pretty much like all the time. So if I have like two seconds to myself, um, I'm checking email on my phone. I'm on my phone, but I'm checking email or I'm like returning calls or whatever. So I'm wasn't really into the podcast jam. And I had lots of friends that would say, you should really start a podcast. And I was like, you know, okay, sure. (laughs) Like I never got around to it. But then one day I started actually listening to podcasts and then I was enjoying them. And Then on top of that, I decided like blogging is a lot of work for me, not in a bad way, but I am not, um, like I don't have the patience sometimes for the editing and for things like, um, Just like the spell check, the grammar check, and all that kind of stuff. So if you get my emails, you know this. (laughs) And if you like follow me on Instagram and Facebook, you know this about me. Because I've got like a grammatical error or a spelling error in probably everything that I do. Which totally sucks. Like I hate that about myself. But at the same time, I'm usually like running, doing too many things. Like the multitasking side of me, which can be amazing and also horrible all at the same time. Um, that's where that comes out. So anyway, side note. um, So then I was like, you know what, this like podcasting thing is kind of cool. Like this could be a way that I could do a couple things. One is like tell my story. Two is like share my lessons learned with other folks trying to do what I'm doing now. Um, And I love that idea. And then thirdly is like interview other people specifically in my community um, and in Falls Church in Northern Virginia, Washington, DC, like small business owners, small makers, people that are trying to do good um, and feature them on my blog and you know, just kind of build community within the podcast. So anyway, all that said, here I am. So today's topic is really about business strategy. And pivoting. And like the term pivoting is, I don't know if it's been around for a while. I feel like it's being used a ton in this last year with um, the pandemic and with COVID. So what people are terming like pivoting your business, I, I like refer to as like being flexible um, because it's really the same concept, right? So A lot of folks will ask me, you know, how did you grow your business over time? Or, oh, it's so interesting you have all these different facets to your business. How did you decide to do that? So, one thing is, I think that in general, I tend to think broader than, um, not than most people, just in general. I think some people tend to be more strategic thinkers, and others are more like executionary. And I do love the execution component because I like organization, and I like processes, and I like things to run smoothly, um, and I like systems. Like I love all of those things because those things help you scale your business, right? So, when I was in business consulting and when I was in corporate America, one of the things that I did best and one of the things that I enjoy doing was helping businesses to become efficient in what they did, right? So, that means, and I like, even in my own home, like, I mean, everything in my life, I'm not saying that I am always the best at it, which is part of the reason why I haven't really ventured into this world of sharing this information, right? Is because I feel like Number 1 like life is hard. Um things are challenging. We all have things going on. Life is busy. And so I don't feel like I always have like all the answers, right? And so sometimes it's hard for me to say, "Hey, I'm going to Be the expert on this because I feel like at the end of the day, in all honesty, like none of us are 100% experts at everything. The reality is, is we do the best we can given our current situation and our situations change frequently. Um, I guess not everyone's do, but if you are like me and you have children, right, Um, your situation changes frequently and your availability changes and your priority changes. So I've kind of held off on allowing this part of my personality and this side, like my, this part of my business mind to come out to those that, uh, follow me because I don't want to seem like that person that like knows it all. Right. Cause I don't know it all by any means, but there are some lessons learned that I would like to share with, with people that are thinking about either starting a business or they're thinking about growing a business or their business is in trouble and they're wondering like, wow, like what is my next step? Do I need to close my doors or can I do something different, right? So let's take the, my own personal case study. So I started out, I was consulting, I was actually owned my own management consulting firm. I was doing that while I started Stylish Patina. So, I found this line of paint at the time. It was Andy Sloan chalk paint that was new. It was made, it was from the UK. It was being brought into the US. It was becoming very popular. And I was using it to actually paint furniture and then sell furniture for fun on the side. And I realized it was the best product on the market at the time. So, my business mind went to okay how do, like this is an opportunity, right? Like people want this. People are dying for this. Like I'm driving to Luckett's Virginia, which is an hour away to buy like 10 cans of paint. And that girl doesn't even have it fully stocked. Meaning I get there and it's not all there. Like that's number one, a bad customer experience, right? Number two, like if I'm not the only one doing that, right? So like, and this is in Luckett. It's like, this is not Northern Virginia where I live, where there's like a huge population of people with money that are looking for this product. So my business mind turned on and I was like, okay, this is it. This is going to be like, this is a thing. And this is a thing that I can make money doing. So I started researching and reached out to the company, got the ability to sell the product, so on and so forth. That was kind of the beginning of stylish patina alongside of my furniture painting business, right? So I was finding furniture, painting furniture, and selling paint. That was kind of the beginning, right? It was relatively easy. I was doing it out of the house. So I knew that I could not do that forever, right? You can't scale that model out of your home. I was selling paint online, shipping out of my like garage, you know, and out of this like little teeny tiny space I was renting, um, in like a booth type situation in Falls Church. So I knew something was going to have to change. So, you know, this is about the shifting, the evolution, the adaption, the pivoting, right? So then the next step was opening this barn sale once a month, which was very popular out in Frederick, I did that with my girlfriend, that a foundry who will be interviewed here if we can ever get our schedules organized, and um, so that was kind of like our secondary outlet. So I had the small um itty bitty dealer space I was doing, like exorbitant amount of paint sales out of like it was insane, right? But I was not ready to commit to a to a lease, you know at least a lease is a big commitment. It was many years, it was a lot of money. I didn't know if I had the customers to support it. And my big thing is like, when you take that next leap into business, like I really like to know that I'm gonna be able to cover those expenses, right? So I wrote that out for a little bit. Eventually I found out that ultimately the people that were shopping in Frederick lived here, like in Virginia. Like it was ridiculous. Like they were my neighbors. So I was like, okay, forget it. After a year and a half, I ended up... um selling the barn or handing it off to another girl, she took that over. And then I opened my my retail store in Falls Church, which is our flagship store. So initially, same thing. It was vintage furniture, vintage finds, you know, cool vintage things, Um, a little bit of wholesale, like home decor wholesale, and then a lot of paint product, right? A lot of paint product. And so I did that for about a year Then I transitioned again. People were wanting more furniture. I was finding more furniture. It was kind of one of those things where we were like, okay, um, maybe we do a monthly sale out of another location. So I opened up a warehouse space. The other thing we were finding is that we needed to paint the furniture, right? And then we had folks that wanted us to paint furniture for them. So I needed uh, a location to be able to do that. Another pivot, right? So again, as you see, As your business moves and grows, you need to be able to move and grow and adapt as well. So we did that. Ultimately, you know, I kept finding that there were other things that were coming up, like people wanted other gift items. Like I looked around in Falls Church and in Arlington, and there were not a ton of small boutique stores that were offering a variety of home goods, right? So it was, it didn't have to only be vintage. It could be, um, something that was just home decor. It could be art. It could be, um, even, uh, furniture that was, um, Reproduction, You know, so it had the look, but it didn't have the age with it. So I started mixing in the reproduction pieces with the vintage pieces, showing folks that they could mix those two styles. Then we were adding in more mid-century modern, again, flexible, right? If at any point during this process, I was not willing to be flexible, right? If I was like, no, like I don't like mid-century modern, I'm not going to sell it. I would have been hurting myself. Like that would have just screwed me. Because like MCM is like, it's hot. Like people want it. That's what they want. And actually I do like it. But you know, if it wasn't my thing then it would be a detriment to my business. So ultimately, when you're growing your business and you're building your business and you're trying to scale your business, meaning you're trying to make it larger than it currently is, you need to be aware of number one, trends. What is going on? Number two, what does your customer want? What are they asking for? What are they looking for, right? And then number three, like be flexible to try things. So then I started trying like jewelry. I never thought I would sell jewelry. But you know what? People loved it because this was the thing. They were coming in a lot of times to buy paint product, right? They would come in to buy their paint. Then they would be like, oh, this shop is so cute. Let me look around. Before you know it, they were like leaving with a candle, a dish towel, a necklace, and like, I don't know, something else, right? So... Eventually, over time, right, the primary flagship store has evolved now into a full home decor and gift shop, right? What started out as vintage furniture with some paint, paint on the side is now like a full scale home decor and gift shop. So then the next evolution was obviously design. So I am not a trained designer, but folks that like my store and they like my look they can hire me to help them design their home, like help with home decor and design in their home. Um, Another thing I do a lot of, which I love, 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 is helping folks pick out finishes for their home renovations. So like I'm working currently with a client in Arlington where they're doing a massive renovation, like a, a bump out, bump up, the whole nine yards, and she just wants help. I mean, there'll be many things I help her with, but initially it's like helping to pick like exterior colors, interior colors, flooring, finishes, those types of things. I love that. Like I've done that multiple times for myself as well as for other clients. That is a passion of mine. But again, it's another service that if I wasn't flexible and open and receptive, these are things that allow for us to survive things like pandemics, right? So here we are in a pandemic, Luckily, yes, my retail store has been shut down. Do I have an online presence? Yes, I do have an e-com store, but it's not something that I push. Now, obviously, we're selling a lot more and I'm actually doing paid advertising, which is a whole nother podcast. But, um, you know, if I didn't have other things like my design services, we do a ton of Custom furniture painting. So if you come in, you love our finish, you love what we do, but you don't want to do the painting yourself, no big deal. We can paint it for you. We do a ton of that. So if I didn't have that service offering, that is what, those things are what have kept us afloat during the pandemic, right? You have to diversify your service offerings. It can't just be one thing or one product. I mean, it can be. But if you're trying to do brick and mortar especially, right, Retail is difficult. It is. And so if you can't provide a full service offering, you're going to be better off in general. And this is where kind of this concept of pivoting, shifting, being flexible, looking strategically at what is your holistic plan down the road. Maybe your like pipe dream is, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's like Magnolia, right? It's like Joanna Gaines, right? Well, you don't have to be like Joanna Gaines tomorrow, But you can start thinking like Joanna Gaines, right? And you can start looking at different things that you can put into your business. And it doesn't have to be in my realm, right? It can be in any realm. It could be even in your own consulting business, right? Or coaching business. Coaching is very popular right now. So there are a lot of folks out there that are doing online digital coaching um, for different industries, um, fitness and so forth. So, you know, I think the what I'm trying to bring to light is that in order to have a prosperous business, um, When I look back on my business and the evolution, you know, it was like the retail store and then it was design. And actually, first we probably added custom furniture painting, right? So, like we had the paint, we had the furniture, then we added in some decor, then we added in some gift, then we added in custom furniture painting, then I added in design. Now I'm adding in real estate, right? My ultimate goal is to be a full service offering for my community, right? I want people to be able to come in and they can not only buy or sell a home for me but they can furnish their home they can get decor help from their home they can buy gifts for their friends and family you know like we can be there to support all aspects of their home related experience and needs right plus we're local you know so um there are areas of our business that can be national, right? Like I write a a blog that's published, you know, we have Instagram accounts, we have e-commerce sites, like, you know, obviously we service people and I've even had design clients that are outside of our existing area, right? Like I've had design clients in California, so, and Colorado. So those are all, all there too. But you know, there is a a portion of me, a, a very large portion of me that is committed to my local northern virginia washington d c community, you know this is where I was born and raised, and i love i love real estate, I love helping folks buy homes and sell homes and move on to the next stage of their life whatever whatever that might be um, it's amazing how close you get to folks that you are helping them either buy or sell a home, right? You end up like talking to them all the time and then all of a sudden the transaction happens and like I have withdrawal. Like I can't even lie. Like it's hilarious cuz I'll be like texting them a few days later being like, "I hope you're okay. Like I've been thinking about you." Because they become, you know, they become family like for that period of time that you are going through that process with them. Um they are your number one priority and uh it's a really neat experience and I really love it, and I love doing it in my hometown more than anything to be honest um in my hometown, meaning Northern Virginia, you know, like I'm from Falls Church and I have quite a few clients in Falls Church, but I have sold homes in Vienna and in Herndon and Fairfax and Arlington, you know, so I just mean in my general vicinity so um but on this whole topic of pivot and fluctuation and being aware of what's going on in the economy, you know, and as well as in trends, um, so that you can leverage that and grow your business using those, those aspects of what is going on in the world today. Um, I think that that's what makes an entrepreneur great is being able to see those trends and jump on board, right? I will say that my one weakness that I'm currently working on in 2020 and 2021 specifically is delegation. So I really um, am trying to get a stronger team of folks to support me um, from a marketing standpoint as well as an execution standpoint so that I can scale faster and do other things um but I am you know I'm a penny pincher like I can't lie I really am like I see it like I've seen it for years and years and years and like I know how quickly every little bit of profit that you make can go out the door if you're not careful so um I do a lot of the marketing actually most all of the marketing myself um and branding and I do like you know, a 70% job and I need to be doing more. So I'm looking to outsource that. So I would say for those of you that are in a similar situation, like embrace, embrace outsourcing, embrace like creating a team that supports you so that you can scale. Because I know that that is a key to success and I too struggle with it, but I'm embracing it for 2021. It's my thing. It is 100% my commitment to myself and to my business is to do that. And also because it allows me to spend more time with my family and my kids, right? So if I can have someone do things like write podcasts and send out newsletters for me, then those are hours that I either can spend with my kids or I can not be working from eight 30 till midnight, which is what I do a lot. And, uh, ignore my poor husband. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, I think that if that's, if you're like me and you very well may be, cause if you start to read my, you know, follow my podcast, you may resonate, it may resonate. My story may resonate with you and, um, follow along because I will share with you all of my keeping it real learnings as I, as I do better, um, in 2021 as it comes up. So, I guess that is the end of my my solo. I encourage you to think about your business. Think about growing it, scaling it. What does it look like? I am definitely, in 2021, going to be offering some consulting services and group and individual. So that is something that is on the horizon for me. It's something I'm passionate about and excited to potentially offer, and stay tuned. Keep listening to the podcast because I'll definitely be giving out some more nuggets of information along the way, and uh, I look forward to hearing your stories as well. Thanks for joining me today on Keeping It Real with Stylish Patina. We will be releasing new episodes each week on Wednesdays, so be sure to subscribe. I apologize if the audio isn't always 100% right now. We're doing the best we can given the pandemic. If you are enjoying the chats, please take a minute to give us a star rating or write a review. This helps others find us in the great big world of podcasts. So if you want to come find me during the week, I'm usually over on Instagram at stylishbatina.